Welcome to the Armchair Trader podcast. This week we are going to be talking a little bit more about learning to trade. Um, later on in the year we will be hosting some courses for new and, and more experienced traders and as part of that we will be having a very experienced uh, trading coach, Chris Tubby, who will be taking some of these courses as part of the Armchair Trader Trading Academy. So we thought it would be a good idea to get him on in advance of that um, and just really talk to him a little bit about some of the pitfalls um, if you're starting out trading, uh, plus some of the opportunities. Chris is with Cymax Fintech and uh, regularly uh, works with traders of all levels of experience. Um, and he's been in the markets for an extremely long time. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks very much, Stuart. It's a pleasure to be here. So just to set the scene, um, I've touched briefly on, on how experienced you are, but can you give us a quick rundown on, on how long you've been involved in financial markets and ultimately you know, what qualifies you to, to teach um, other people how to become successful traders? Uh, I mean, successful traders, at the end of the day, I can teach people how to trade, but that's really whether they've got it in them, I have to find their inner trader to help them to develop and become a successful trader. Uh, but I can't push those buttons for them and make those decisions. Uh, all I can do is just guide them and show them what's possible. Uh, and to do that, I, I use my sort of, this year will actually be my 50th year in the markets. Uh, as a trader, probably about 46, 47 years. Uh, I was very fortunate because uh, I, I got into the markets just when they really sort of arrived in London. Uh, that was the commodity markets back in the early 70s. Uh, and I spent 10 years there. Uh, and it was good because, you know, I, I was working for companies. I ended up working for a massive commodity company. Yeah, I used to do up to sort of 30% of the daily volume on coffee at one stage. So very active, very big company. But it, it gave me a chance to sort of hone all my trading skills. I had some great guys that I was working with. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I, I sort of took to it very quickly and very easily. Uh, and I was a senior trader at the age of 22. Uh, and then, of course, when the financial markets came to London in the early 80s, I, I switched over to them. That's the futures, obviously. And, and, and traded them uh, and, and stayed with them. Uh, you know, I was, I was mainly sort of trading short term interest rates, uh, a little bit of the long end as well. And also some currencies, a little bit of gold. So uh, sort of, you know, if it trades, I sort of enjoy having a go at it and, and learning about it and, and, and seeing what works for me and what doesn't. Uh, and, and after that, I, I went out to Milan for four years. I was a market maker for a major Italian bank and then came back. And then that's when I sort of got back into commodities again. Uh, you know, they've, and they've been in vogue ever since. Although, you know, it's only the last couple of years since COVID that they've really got going again. Uh, they, they've been in the background and moving with some great opportunities. But again, you know, it, it depends on the individuals to what's right for them and and that's one of the things that we do through our courses is we we take them through all the different asset classes uh, so we can help identify what's right for them and and that's important because you know we're not saying some educators but there are people out there that only teach maybe crypto or only teach forex and the reason they do that is because they're easily accessible but that doesn't always mean that they're going to be right for every individual because it's the pace of the market. 
you know, the great thing about FX, it's slow. The great thing about crypto is it's super fast. But does that sort of meet the risk appetite and the character of each individual trader? Uh, and then you've got sort of the more sort of medium paced markets, uh, which are generally stocks. Uh, gold, oil, again, is more aggressive. But, uh, you know, there's so many different products out there. Uh, and it's important for everyone to find what's right for them. Uh, as you know, as I've done over the years, obviously, we've had a situation in, in during the COVID pandemic um, where a lot of new traders have come into the market, partly because they were just locked down, and uh, partly because they've actually enjoyed the benefits of a massive rally in equities over. 2020, second half, 2021. And now markets have obviously, well, some markets have always turned against them. You've seen um, you know, big sell-off in equities, particularly sectors like technology. Uh, you've also seen a lot of people come into the cryptocurrency markets and, and ride that boom. And now they're losing money as well. So you potentially have got a lot of traders now who've been in the market for maybe only a couple of years and they thought they were doing well and now it's working against them. What should they be doing? I know, I know you've just mentioned that it is a case of uh, horses for courses, as you like. But is it is it now now the time for them to start thinking about you know maybe I'm in the wrong market or maybe I'm just too focused on Bitcoin or or GameStop or what have you and I, and I have to start really developing a more mature process for trading. Yeah, I, I, and you know. The- the, the, the problem with trading is it's so accessible. Anyone can just put 500 bucks into an account and start trading. You know, it, it's it's one of the only industries in the world, probably, where you can start without actually having any training whatsoever. Uh, but, of course, that's not going to make you a trader. And, 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 you know, most people blow their accounts because of that. They don't understand trading. They don't understand market psychology. They don't understand trading psychology. They don't understand any of the processes. When they get into it, all they're doing basically is either following friends or social media, uh, and they're getting into these positions. And, and as, you know, as you've been saying, the, the markets have had a massive bull run. I mean, equities, it's been over a 10-year sort of uh, bull run. Uh, but obviously, we've seen that from the beginning of this year, that's turned around dramatically. Uh, and we've seen them not crash. I mean, that's probably a little bit dramatic, but not far off of it. You know, they've definitely collapsed over 20, 22% so far. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's important to understand how to trade a bear market because it's very different to trade in a bull market. You know, in, investors very much like to go long first because they don't like to sell something they don't own. And, and then you've got other investors that hold it long term, regardless of where the markets go. So, you know, that brings in the risk management. Uh, as I say, I trade all the different assets and I've got positions going across most of them from time to time. But I treat each asset class and each product almost differently. I adapt my trading style to whatever the market's presenting to me. Uh, of course, you know, I've got nearly 50 years experience of that. But for the new guys coming through, they don't have that. Uh, also, you know, anyone that's been trading even for the last 20 years has never really seen these types of markets before, I would say. Uh, you know, the way that now when you look at central banks, you know, they they was putting their rates up or down quarter percent, quarter percent. Everything was very nicely timed and such like. Uh, and, and then, you know, 
uh, last night we saw the Fed put rates up three quarters of a percent in one go. Uh, we've seen the Bank of England put their rates up a quarter of a percent today. Uh, we also saw uh, the Swiss National Bank, uh, that are, are, are negative, put their rates up by half a percent. So they're only down to negative 0.25 now. So, uh, you know, the important thing is, is, is understanding not just the bear market, but how to profit from it or how to manage your longs that you're holding on to. But risk management is so essential. Do you find that a lot of traders uh, in this kind of a situation, a lot of investors as well, will just simply take money off the off the you know, table and just go to cash and just get out of the market altogether? Um, you know, surrender to the fact that there's a, that there is a bear market um, at play at the moment. And and is that really the wrong approach? Should they be looking instead at some of the other opportunities that exist? I mean, you mentioned, for example, commodities, which which. You know, I personally think are going to have a great year. Um, is it is it more a case of just you know, rethinking your strategy and looking at, let's say, your inequities? Maybe you can look at futures, for example, another way to basically realise some returns, even when you've got um, an equity bear market. Yeah, and and for hedging even, but uh, you know, I, I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to get out of stocks because you can look for the mining companies and you know the companies that are involved in agriculture and that if you want to stay within the stock sections themselves, uh, rather than venturing out into trading sort of the the commodity futures. Uh, although that said, I mean, the commodity futures do offer lots of opportunities, uh, and and of course, you know. If you're holding on to stocks, then at least you can use sort of like the indices, uh, the futures for, say, the S&P or the Dow or the Nasdaq, or if you've got smaller mid-cap companies, the Russell, uh, because you can hedge yourself there without actually having to get out of your stocks. Uh, you can just sell the futures as a hedge. Obviously, make sure you're, you're picking the right product for your portfolio, or, or you can even go even deeper into that and go into the actual sectors within some of those uh you know uh if, if you've got sort of european ones you've got the dax for germany i mean you've got euro stocks if you've got uk investments you've got the FTSE. so there, there's lots of different areas where people can use the futures to hedge themselves uh and and just cut down their risk or at least help to control their losses uh, and then as well as the futures of course we've got the options and I wanted to go back to something you mentioned a bit earlier, which a lot of trading courses are sold, and particularly in the US, are sold on the basis of this is the system, learn our system, and you're going to make money. What you're really advocating here and what we'll be working on in, in the autumn is trying to evaluate every single trader independently because what i guess what you're saying here is that everyone's a little bit different they might be suited to trading a particular instrument rather than a, another one or a particular market rather than another one is that what you're you're trying to achieve here is just trying to help people find the market and the management style that's going to work for them psychologically and then help them to to actually therefore achieve more sort of consistent profits that way well absolutely I, I mean trading is a different journey for everybody because we're all unique in in our character you know I, i've trained hundreds if not thousands of people to trade uh, especially in the last decade uh and and you know i i built up whole trading rooms but if you went in there every single trader 
would have a slightly different approach, whether it's the way that they use their technical analysis, even just the colours of the charts, their setup or their trading setup, because everybody is different. Um, and, and therefore, it is important to find what is right for each of those individuals. And the only way to do that is to take them through the processes and, and then find out, you know, what is best for them in the way of an asset class and, and then help them slowly but surely to develop their trading plan around that, which is going to incorporate their trading style. Because, again, there's so many different ways to trade. Do you find that you're working at all with any traders who are almost exclusively cryptocurrency traders um, rather than, than what I would call more traditional assets? Yes, in the past. I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I get students come to me because they're hungry to learn about the markets. Uh, I, I get guys that have been trading either retail or crypto that again don't really sort of understand what they've been doing so they've been losing money and then they seek sort of professional help uh, to find out how to do it and and you know that's a difficult experience for them to have gone through and, and then you know we can go into other areas where we've got career changes uh, and and the retired groups as well you know there's more and more people that have, have taken early retirement they've got time and capital and, and they, they want to make that capital work for them. And as we've seen, especially over the last couple of years, putting your money in the bank doesn't actually provide anything. And even now, even with rates going up, I, I mean, you know, when you look at inflation versus the returns on, on, on your capital, uh, they're still not good. And again, it's another reason why people uh, go into the markets, whether it's stocks or, or commodities, that they're looking to try and gain some form of a return for their investment. I mean, a lot of people subscribe to the armchair trader, but also seek out trading courses because at the end of the day, they want to see if they can make a living trading either as a private trader who, who just basically trades their own book, but makes enough cash to live off. Or again, with some of the younger people, um, you know, students, they're actually looking to potentially become a professional trader full time, say, in the city of London or another major financial market how how easy is that to do and is that something you can help people achieve yeah i i i mean when when people sort of look to get into trading you know the important thing is is if they've already got a job not to give that job up until that they can prove they can make more money consistently trading uh than their their current profession provides for them once you give up an income you go from wanting to make money to needing to make money. Uh, and that can really work against you. All the time you just want to make money, there's not that pressure to pay the bills. And then you can wait for those high probability trades. When you go into the situation where you need to make money, that's where most people fail because they dive into positions that they shouldn't be taking on because they're desperate to make money. Uh, on, on the second part of, of turning it into a career, uh, you know, we at Cymax, I mean, we have a prop trading desk. So anyone that comes through uh, our, our full course, our accredited course, uh, and, and can demonstrate that they've got the ability or the potential uh, and then pass the exam and the trading challenge that I set to prove their consistency, we will actually employ them. We will give them a job and they can, you know, they can trade remotely. They don't have to 
either relocate to the UK or even to Dubai, where our main office is. Can you just give us a quick summary? It's something we're obviously, you'll obviously deal with in more detail in your courses, but um, what are the common mistakes that, that uh, early stage traders make and that someone who's just setting out should seek to avoid? The, the key one is everyone's so keen to trade live and, and start to make money that they don't practice enough on the demo account first. If you can't make money on a demo account, then trading's not for you, uh, 100%. Uh, if you can make money on a demo account, it still doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make money in real time using your live and, and your own capital. And, and the reason for that is the psychological aspect comes into play. You know, while you're on a demo, you think, oh, I'm treating this as real. Uh, this is real. But there aren't any consequences. You know, if you blow out your demo account, OK, I can reset my demo account. Uh, if you blow out your real capital, then, you know, you, you don't get that replaced for you tomorrow. That's gone. Uh, so it, it makes it more of a, a sort of a harsher lesson for some people, the fact that they risk their capital too early. You know, you've got to prove to yourself that you can create that consistency because that's what trading's all about. It's having that consistency week in, week out, month in, month out. Um, and then, you know, that brings you down to risk reward, winners to losers ratios and such like uh, that, again, are very important. And it's, a, you know, again, they are a way to gauge how you're performing. Uh, you know, we, we, we analyze the markets. Why shouldn't we analyze our own performance? Even I do that after all these years because I want to see where I can improve. You know, while we've got these situations and people are practicing, again, it's it's checking all the different asset classes to find out what's the right one for them, what their style is. So they've got to try different styles of trading as well. You know, breakouts, range trading, uh, swing trading, intraday. You know, I try and get my guys to avoid scalping because, uh, I, you know, and, unless you're a real pro, I think that's very, very difficult to do. Uh, and of course, you can hold those longer term positions and, and then you're going into sort of either options or different types of strategies. Uh, another thing for the majority is they're probably undercapitalized when they start to trade uh, because they all think they're going to make money from day one. Uh, and then what happens is, of course, you know, that they, they put a, a small amount of money into their trading account. And that sort of reduces, again, their opportunities because of their stop losses. Uh, those stop losses come into play. You know, if you think about trading, probably 85, 90 percent of our trades will go against us before they turn and go in our favor if they're going to. So we have to be able to have our stop far enough away that we don't get stopped out, but not so far that it's going to blow the account. So, again, it's having that control, you know, and you've got to be sensible about all of this. Uh, and the other thing I would say to anyone that's thinking about coming into trading, think of it as a business. How much would you invest in that business? It's just you being the business here. But think of how much you would invest in that business. How much would you invest in yourself to become a trader? And then once you come up with that number, don't break it. And the reason I say that is there's so many people 
that put X amount into their account and, and then, you know, they don't have much success. So the broker's on the phone, you need to top up and they top up and top up and top up. And, and then suddenly they don't realize how much of their savings they're using up. So if you start with X being the maximum you're going to invest uh, and then you use that in a way where as, you know, if you have to top up, you reduce it from that number. If you get close to zero, then you know really that trading's not for you, or at least at the moment. You know, and again, that brings me back to one more point, is when you're trading, you have to give it a 101% focus. You know, you, you can't be doing other things. You've got to be in that zone and focusing on the market to make the high-quality decisions. What do you think about some systematic or program trading? Um, there is obviously a lot of people out there who offer so-called expert advisors. There's a lot of discussion about the use of artificial intelligence in the market. Uh, there are obviously whole hedge fund businesses that have you know, built billion-dollar books on systematic trading. Is that is that something that you think people should get involved in, or or, or is it you know the, the selection of a good expert advisor is, is just really too difficult unless you're unless you've got a you know you're a very well qualified programmer or someone like that? Well, there's two sides to that really because having programming skills is great, but you've got to understand trading, and if you're a trader, you've got to be able to have the programming skills, and it's very difficult sometimes. You almost need sort of like an intermediate that can translate what the trader's saying to the guy that's doing the programming and vice versa. So you need someone in the middle that's got a, a, a good understanding of both sides uh, so that they can do the translation because uh, a programmer doesn't generally get trading and a trader doesn't understand programming unless they've got those backgrounds. Now, algo trading, sort of algorithmic trading, there is a place for that. And obviously, as you say, a lot of the banks and institutions uh, pour billions into this and hopefully drain more than billions out of it. But again, it's different for everybody. Uh, for individuals, there's, there's, sometimes you can do that, but it's like anything. Having a program is one thing, but you've got to know what to program, what you know, what the code you need in there, what you're trying to build. And, and therefore, you've got to understand the markets and what you want to develop from already creating, say, a trading plan and a trading strategy that you then want to convert and automate rather than, than accessing and, and doing it manually, click trading, as we say. Uh, I obviously don't want to give too much away at uh, this stage, but um, we're, we will be offering um, some courses with you in the second half of the year. Can you just give a brief summary on what... Um, traders can expect from the course program you'll be offering yeah so i mean we've got a variety of things that we offer we've got one day workshops uh, anything from trading to beginners up to more specialized areas such as options uh, trading commodities trading uh, financial markets and and technical analysis so lots and lots of different one day workshops you know they're for people that maybe have a little bit of trading experience or just entering into it but they've got certain weaknesses that they've identified that they would like help with uh, and then we've got a one week courses where they're more intensive you know I, I can take people from sort of zero you know I'd like to say hero but you, you're never going to do that in one week but I can certainly start to get them 
uh, and help and build the foundations to take their career forward. Uh, and then from there, we move into the, the bigger courses, which are sort of four weeks, uh, although those four weeks don't have to be all taken at once. They can be split up, uh, which, again, gives that massive foundation because, you know, you've got that interaction with me or well, with me. Uh, so I give you all the insight that I've gained. Uh, I help to guide you. You know, I never make anybody into a trader. All I can do is just show people what's possible. Uh, and all the different techniques and, and various aspects that there are to trading. And they have to cherry pick what's right for them, their character, their personality uh, and their risk appetite. So I would, I would say that, you know, the thing probably about our courses is that we really care about the people and we want to help them to build a successful career. Uh, and generally, once you go past into the one week and the four week courses, uh, the mornings are theory. So we're giving you that fundamental knowledge to help you. And then in the afternoons are the practical sessions where you're implementing that straight away. And, you know, you're going to learn risk management. You're going to learn technical analysis, trading psychology, trading techniques, uh, how, you know, how to build a trading plan and what to include in it. And of course, much more right across the spectrum of asset classes. We'll be uh, publishing a list of courses on the website on um, thearmchairtrader.com in the next couple of weeks. And also, obviously, people who want to want to get more information on that can email us at inquiries with an E at thearmchairtrader.com. Chris will be um, also will be taking a number of courses um, in the second half of the year and you'll be able to interact with him uh, directly on those as well. We'll be doing them remotely, so you should be able to join um, um, from wherever you happen to be. Chris, anything else you, you want to mention before we close? No, I, I just think, you know, if, you, if you're getting into trading, then do your homework beforehand. If you're already trading uh, and you're finding it more and more difficult because the markets have turned to be bear markets, again, read up on them or feel free to reach out to either the armchair trader and, and they will forward on anything so that, you know, we can help you to understand what's going on in the markets and, and hopefully rectify any issues you have so that you can sort of then turn it around. Fantastic. Well, we're, we're looking forward to working with you um, in the course of the next few months and um, no doubt get you back on the podcast again in the near future. I really look forward to it. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thearmchairtrader.com for your daily dose of financial markets news and sign up to our free newsletter there. <laughs>